body marked up like graffiti. Big ups to the gold trotters. surgeon I found myself in a wheelchair and all of a sudden I wasn't so concerned about playing the game of basketball I was interested in walking again everybody doing if you can hear me wave one hand if you're having a good time wave both like you're crazy yeah make a little bit of noise are you guys having fun yeah hey my name is Seth Frank everybody say hi Seth yep I'm originally from New York look at someone and say New York yep I have two people who mean the world to me everybody get a little gangster and go two yep there are two people that mean the world to me my daughter, Jade, she's six years old. And my wife, Sarah, we've been married for eight years. Yep. Hey, tonight I want to have a lot of fun with you guys, but I also want to share with you my story. Everybody has a story. And tonight is about the greatest story of all. Uh, it's not my story. The greatest story is the story of the Bible. But you know what? Each one of us, we live in real life. And we've got to face things every single day. I was born uh, with what's called hip dysplasia. And every single day is a battle for me. I have a lot of pain in my legs. But I've learned this, that God can give you strength to be stronger than even your body. If you believe that, put your hands together, huh? Yep. I want to have a little fun with you guys, though. Before we go any further, what I'm going to do is I'm going to count to three. When I get to three, I want everyone to clap once. So get your hands ready. Look at someone and say, get your hands ready. Here we go. You ready? I'm going to count to three. When I get to three, I want you to clap once. You ready? One, two, three. You missed it. Try it again. One, two. I didn't even say three. Let's try it again. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. Give yourselves a big round of applause. All right. This time I'm going to make it a little harder, though. What I'm going to do is I'm going to bounce the ball. When I bounce the ball, 
that's when you clap. So get your hands ready. Look at someone and say, get your hands ready. Here we go. You ready? When I bounce the ball, that's when you clap. Get your hands ready. Here we go. Almost. It's got to be the moment the ball hits the ground. Try it again. Look, it's not that hard. When I bounce, I'm going to... Kids is like, <laughs> good job. Give yourselves a big round of applause. Believe it. How many of you know that life is full of ups and downs? Raise your hand if you know that. Yep, life is full of ups and downs. We're all different. Matter of fact, I got a good friend with me. He's a little different. His name is DJ Big John. Give him a big round of applause. Everybody's different. We're different. We like different things. He's really smart. I'm really dumb. You know, a matter of fact, if you're smart, stand up right now. Stand up and just look at everyone else and give them a big salute. All the people who aren't smart, just give all the dumb people a big salute. Just... All right, all, all you arrogant, smart people, sit down, sit down. One of the kids in the front is like... <laughs> Dummy. You know, hey, don't judge people who are dumb, okay? We still work hard and we earn our right to be here on the planet. Now, there are smart people. If you're one of those smart people, just fix your tie right now and go. <laughs> but you know who's even better than smart people? Are goofy people. Are there any funny people here? If you're funny, stand up. Put a fist up in the air and do the Jersey fist pump. All right, sit down, goofy people. Sit down, goofy people. One of the kids didn't even know what was going on. He's like, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? All right, so all the smart people go, <laughs> yep, we have goofy people. How about sweet people? If you're a sweet person, put your hand in the air and just wave it like a palm tree and just lightly bless the person next to you. Just, just don't smack them. Yes. Hold up. How about anybody here a really good singer? If you're a good singer, just stand up right now. Pretend like you're you're just on American Idol, right? You know, just put your arm around someone next to you right now and just sway to the music. Even if you don't know them, that'll make them feel good. Oh, you know the type of people I really love? I love the people who like to dance. Are there any dancers here? Hey, if you like to dance, stand up right now. Take your arms and follow me. Follow me. Everybody do the sprinkler. Sit down, you guys are weird. How about athletes? Are there any athletes here? If you're an athlete, stand up and just have your moment. Hold your championship belt. Uh, sit down. 
dumb jocks. Sit down. Everybody's different. Everybody likes different things. I brought a video with me. I want to find out what kind of candy you guys like. Does anybody like candy? You can go ahead and play that video. All right, would you rather have a Kit Kat bar or Reese's Pieces? Hold up, me? I like Kit Kat bars. All right, would you rather have M&Ms or Skittles? I like Skittles. All right, Airheads or Sour Patch Kids? I call Sour Patch Kids vitamins. All right, how about Chinese food or Mexican food? General Tso's. All right, McDonald's Big Mac or the Burger King Whopper? I like the Big Mac. I'm going with the Big Mac. Don't hate, dude. Everybody, all right, the best Taco Bell or Subway? That'll really mess you up. All right, Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks? I'm from New York. I like Dunkin' Donuts. All right, would you rather have the Wendy's Baconator or the Arby's Roast Beef Sandwich? The Baconator. Talk about healthy. Oh, yeah. Cinnamon Toast Crunch or Golden Grahams? I like Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Everybody's different. Would you rather have Pop-Tarts or Eggo Waffles? I like Pop-Tarts. Everybody's different. Everybody makes choices. Life is full of choices. Doritos or Fritos? I'm going with Doritos. All right. Would you rather have Twizzlers or beef jerky? Yeah, we're in Pennsylvania. I'm going with beef jerky. When I was growing up, besides having the choices of food, there were like superheroes. And if you like superheroes, comic books. Do we have any Batman fans here? How about Spider-Man? Yeah, I used to love the X-Men. The X-Men. I remember Aquaman, Gamut, Superwoman, Silver Surfer, Beast, Storm. There's so many, but my parents and some of the older youth leaders. Remember Popeye the Sailor Man? Or Mighty Mouse? I remember He-Man. He didn't have a car, he had a green lion. Ooh. The love story of Robin Hood. I was in love with the Thundercats. There was one girl on the Thundercats. Shatira. How about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yep. Hold up. No, 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 no. Whoa, whoa. Super Legends? Get that out of here. I'll show you a Super Legend. You want to see a Super Legend? That, my friend is a super legend right there. Hey, seriously though, in real life I had a I had a hero. He's a basketball player. A guy by the name of Michael 
Jordan. Michael Jordan at one point was actually voted the number one most recognizable sports figure in the world. Michael Jordan was in movies, commercials, had all the sneakers. But see, here's the problem. I'm a guy. Girls are different. My daughter, she doesn't care about basketball. My daughter, Jade, six years old, she likes everything that guys like. And, and look, everybody's different, right? You might be here tonight. Maybe you're not an athlete. Tonight's not about athletics. Maybe you hate basketball or basketball players. It's not about any of that. It's about you and your relationship with God. See, my daughter, we get along, but we're different. I've learned to love some of the things she loves, like this one dude. Hold up. If I see these guys, I'm going to throw up. I don't even want to look at the screen, dude. Oh, no. I do. Everybody, sing with me. Serving in yellow and porous is he. If not a nonsense, be something you wish. Then drop on the deck and flop like a fish. when he plays the flute on his nose. So cool. But you know what? There are some cool movies that she likes to watch. How many of you like some of the kids' movies, right? Remember Monsters, Inc.? Despicable Me. How to Train Your Dragon. I have, like, every line in the movie memorized. Brave. Her little brothers who run around naked. The only problem is my daughter's been swept away in this gang. The Disney Princess Gang. All the girls. Hey, here's the problem, okay? In all of these movies, there's two things. There's the prince and the... The princess. And the prince only wants one thing. He wants the heart of the girl. He's trying to win her heart over. As a dad, this scares me to death. You know why? Because all these movies are about this magical moment where this prince sweeps away the girl. But you know what? As a dad, I have to teach my daughter the difference between real life and the movies. And you know, all of us like the movies. There's a big difference between real life and the movies. And I've got to teach this six-year-old girl that it's so important where she puts her heart. Not in some prince's hands, but in God's hands. See, in the real world, every 10 seconds, one child is reported as being abused. It's different than the movies. Every 40 seconds in the real world, someone ends their own life. That's over 1 million people every year look at life and think it's not worth living. My daughter is going to grow up in a country, the United States, where every two minutes a woman is sexually assaulted. You see, where you put your heart and where you find your beauty is so important. It could change the whole course of your life. I'm trying to teach my daughter. We read the Bible every night. I'm trying to teach her where real beauty comes from. I want you to look at this video. There's a model here. Some of you may have seen this. It was actually a commercial done by Dove. This is what the world does to someone to make them beautiful, as if she's not beautiful enough. You could turn my light down. I want them to see this. They take a picture of her, and they put her in Photoshop, and they literally change who she is because I guess she's not beautiful enough the way she is. They change her eyes, and then they take her picture, 
and they put it up on a billboard. You see, she's growing up in this world where everything isn't as it seems. Every year, uh, Forbes magazine, they put up this list of like the top 100, the most beautiful, most important. And it's cool. It's kind of fun. But here's the sad thing. When you actually stop and you look at it, it's a list of all the things that don't really matter. It's all based on money, social ranking, you know, your web hits, your TV time. It's like this list the world makes to say you're important or you're not important. I want you to check out this video, some of the things that are thrown at you girls. I want you to think about where you really find your beauty. You could turn that video up. different things as guys. Uh, For guys, for me, when I was growing up, it was always about trying to impress my father, trying to impress my coach. And I told you earlier when I first came up that I was born with what's called hip dysplasia. That's actually improper bone structure in my legs. And I didn't know I was born that way. I played most of my career hearing things like this. You can do anything if you work hard enough. You can achieve anything if you put your heart into it. And so that's what I did. I, I played as hard as I could. I did all my drills that I was supposed to do. The only thing is the harder I worked, the more I fell apart. Um, the day before I lost the ability to walk, I could still take one step, jump up, and dunk a basketball. I worked so hard, my muscles were strong. The problem was my bone structure was tearing at my labrum in my left leg. I played until I, I tore the cartilage in my left hip. I woke up one morning and it was caught and I couldn't move. I couldn't even put my foot on the ground. See, the pain, like most things in life, we try to be tough. We try to find beauty in this world. We try to find strength as guys. And what ends up happening is we just grow this cold heart where we don't even realize the pain we're in. And that's what happened for me. I was in so much pain I didn't even realize. You ever see those kids around school with that little gangster limb? (laughs) Mine was real and it didn't look cool. (laughs) You know, like, it's not okay. You know, I woke up that one morning. I couldn't hide it anymore. The pain I ended up going through 10 different doctors. I ended up in the hospital, special surgeries in New York City. During that time when I couldn't play basketball with my legs, I worked on basketball tricks with my hands. Can you tell I had some time on my hands? That's all I did. When I got back up on my feet, I had all these new basketball tricks, but I had no career. I know I don't look very smart. I have a tattoo on my head. Duh. <laughs> but you know what? Being smart sometimes is just not giving up. It's the smartest choice you could ever make. Every person offers this world something different. I believe my story and my life is a reminder to never give up. The smartest decision you could ever make. Look, someone walked in this room tonight, and this whole night was designed just for you, and you didn't even know it. I remember sitting in a crowd bigger than this at a big event and it was so much fun and everyone was smiling and laughing but I was sitting there years ago and inside no one knew the conversation I was having with myself. 
I was telling myself that it was going to be my last night, that I was going to give up. I was going to become a number, a statistic. Look, if you walked in here tonight and you've been feeling like that, I want you to know you're not here by accident, that God knows you and he knows what you need. He knows that you need a night just to give you some strength to keep going again. That's what I needed. I woke up after surgery. I used to run a couple miles every day. I know I don't look big, but I used to lift weights with a professional trainer. I got actually very strong for my size, and I felt good about myself. But look, one little thing can tear that all apart. You can't put your trust in a sport, a relationship, beauty on the outside. There's only one thing that lasts forever, and that's who you are, who God made you to be as a person. And I realize back, you know, I realize it now, but back then I didn't. That losing the game of basketball was the best thing that ever happened to me. When I got back up after surgery, I told you all I could do is practice basketball tricks. And it was cool because I had all these new tricks, but I had no career. I, I was a dean's list student. I was an A student. I worked really hard. I'm telling you that because I lost it all. And when you work hard for something, it really hurts. It tears at you. I lost all my academics. You know, I lost my athletic scholarship. And at the same exact time, I lost someone who meant the world to me. I thought life was just falling apart. I went back to my roots. I started playing street ball. And I was uh, sleeping on the floor at a friend's house, eating out of a food bank. I didn't have a cell phone. I couldn't afford one. I was sleeping on a sleeping bag. And I got to one of those nights again where I just felt like giving up. I made a promise to someone, a teacher, when I was in high school. She made me promise. She said, Seth, if you ever feel like throwing in the towel, don't. Promise me right now that you won't. She said, promise me that you'll just give it one more day, that you'll go to sleep. Because feelings change, and maybe it's just a feeling. Maybe that moment can change. I kept my promise to her years later. I went to bed, and it changed my life. It saved my life. Some of you, maybe you need that moment, you know, just to go one more day till God breaks through and makes a difference for you. I woke up the next morning. The cell phone rang. It wasn't mine. I told you I didn't have one. It was my friend's. I, I picked the phone up. And uh, it was my mom on the other line. I said, hi, mom. She said, hi, Pookie Bear. I said, stop that. The girl's like, oh. Guys are like, huh? She said, hey, there's a movie tryout, and your streetball coach is looking for you. He wants you to try out for the movie. Now, I used to prank call my mom all the time, so I thought she was teasing me, right? I was like, mom, cut it out. She's like, no, seriously. She said, I've been praying for you every night that God would make a platform for you to use all your basketball tricks because everything else had fallen apart. It's all I had. She said, I think this is it. I didn't have enough money to even get to the tryout. Some people helped me out. How many of you love your grandma? Ah, chocolate chip cookies. Yep, grandma helped pay for my flight. I was flown into Harlem, New York, a place called Basketball City. There were uh, three full-length basketball courts inside one building. Matter of fact, the line for the movie was so long because it was an open tryout. If you were willing to wait online, you could go and try out for the movie. It was a basketball movie, tryouts in Harlem, New York. Do you think some people showed up? The line was so long, there were people in between every single court. The line for the movie went around all the balls of the building. The line went out the building, down the block, and around the corner. I just started walking down the block. I wanted to see how long the line was. I was never going to get into the tryout. I had a bad attitude. I was so used to things falling apart. Maybe you walked in like that. You know, you just feel like everything's been falling apart. You just get used to it. You know, the worst thing is when you don't even get nervous anymore because there's nothing to be excited about. I was like that. I wasn't even nervous to be here. I didn't even care. I figured 
I'm not going to get in here anyway. I might as well just see how long this line is. I'm kind of curious. I started walking down the line, and someone tapped me on the shoulder. I turned around because it was in New York City. You know, <laughs> It was my coach. He was there for the trial. I didn't think he'd actually be there. Uh, long story short, the movie was with Universal Studios. Malcolm Lee, Spike Lee's cousin was the director. Danny Glover, Jamie Foxx, Kobe Bryant were all in this movie. My coach grabbed me, brought me into the movie right before it closed. They pinned a number three on me. As they started to walk me towards the trial, I felt nervous again. Hope was coming alive in my life again. See, God can do things that we can't. There's a verse I love. It's Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. It says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge God, and he'll direct your path. He'll make something happen for you that you can't make for yourself. I remember walking into that trial while they were dragging me in there before it was closing so the director could see me. I had a number three pin on my chest. And my heart was beating so fast, man. I thought I was going to jump out of my chest, and I just said a prayer. I was like, I wasn't used to being nervous. I just said, God, help me. I can't, I can't perform like this. And no, I believe in miracles because that day was a miracle. I hit the revolving doors to that gym. And on the other side of those doors, I felt so relaxed. I felt like no one else was even there. I felt like I was all by myself just shooting around. I ended up winning the lead role to that movie. Two weeks before the movie was filmed, the movie was put on hold. I felt like things were falling apart again. That's a stink bug on my arm. Sometimes life really stinks. He's like, yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. He's still alive. Does anybody want a stink bug? Come on up here, dude. Come and get the stink bug and rescue it. You can start your own reality TV show. The stink bug rescuer. Hey, how many want to see some basketball tricks, huh? Cool. You can put your hand down. The way my story finishes from the movie trout, I was recommended to the Harlem Globetrotters. The movie was never made. It's still on hold today. Uh, from the movie, I was sent out to Harlem Globetrotter training camp by Kenny the Jet, a former NBA player who was involved in the movie. I tried out with the Globetrotters. I made the team. My dream came true. I was interviewed on ESPN, BET, TNT, MSNBC. I was flown around the world. It was like a dream come true, but that dream wouldn't last. My legs started to bother me again. I ended up seeing doctors in France, and they sent me back home. Doctors here in the U.S. told me the same thing. They said, your basketball career is over. I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. That was eight years ago. Doors started to open for me to speak all over the world, and I found something that that Bible verse I told you is true, that you can trust God with all of your heart. And there's times where you don't understand everything. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding because there's things in life that are going to happen that you don't have the answers to. I didn't know I was born with hip dysplasia. I just kept listening to everyone who said, try harder. The harder I tried, the more I fell apart until God finally picked me up. And showed me the reason he put a basketball in my hand was not so that I could play for myself. But so that I'd be a part of some other people's lives and they could hear about God's love for them. As I do my basketball tricks to you, I hope you see more in basketball. I don't play basketball anymore. I just had a hip replacement this summer. And uh, I can't run it all that good. I don't play anymore. But here's the funny thing. I still use the basketball tricks that I learned during my injury. I use them every day when I speak. You see, it's the hard times. Listen. It's the hard times, the things we go through that we think are ruining us that are really making us if we trust in God. Every superhero in all those movies goes through a time where they're tested beyond just their superpowers. The big test is the test of their character and their heart. 
because anybody can smile when things are going great. But the real question of who you are is how you handle the tough times. And that's what's so awesome about Jesus. The Bible says that when Jesus was being crucified, listen, when he was being killed, that someone overheard him praying for the same people who were hurting him. Instead of hating them, instead of calling down the angels to rescue him, which he could have done. There are other times in the Bible where people tried to grab him and they were unable to. But there was a moment in history where he was supposed to suffer for God and for us. And he chose to go through with it. The Bible says that he literally prayed for people while they were taking his life. I don't know about you, but that's the kind of life I want to have. Where I have the strength where th when things aren't even going right, that I can still be the type of person that God wants me to be. That I don't change because of someone else's attitude. Or I don't change because things get tough but I step up to the plate and be the person I'm supposed to be. Hey, as I do my basketball tricks, I hope you see more than a guy who's washed up and doesn't play anymore. But I hope you see someone who's never given up on the purpose he was created for.
right, huh? How many of y'all like those basketball tricks? Put your hand down. How many of you think you could do them? Yeah. Stink bug rescuer. Yeah. I could do anything. Hey, the first time I ever spoke was in front of a preschool. Most kids were just picking their nose and their butts. They didn't even know what was going on. They couldn't even talk English. Most of them, they didn't even talk. Yep. You know what? When I finished performing, though, I was so nervous because it was my first time performing. I got a little too excited. You ever get really excited about yourself a little too much? I got so excited that I didn't mess up in front of all the kids. I was a little nervous. I got so pumped. I looked at all those kids like a weirdo. I was just like, (sighs) and some of the kids were like, and I was like, It was like, and then I went like this. How many of all you think you could do that, huh? Yo, no joke. There was one little kid in the back. Everyone else was scared. There's one kid in the back who's like, and then the funny thing, there was another kid next to him was like, Another kid was like, <laughs> I saw it and it was like, whoo, whoo, whoo. even one of the teachers was like, I believe. <laughs> you know what's funny though? <laughs> what's really funny though is I noticed that when one person believes, when one person believes, it could change the whole room. I want you to play the last video I brought. It's a little more serious. It's about one person who changed everything, and his name was Jesus. You know what? You may have heard about Jesus. You may have read about his life. But it's one thing to know about him in your head, to read about him. It's another thing to let him capture your heart. Because what happens is when he captures your heart, the rest follows. Your heart is the battery of your life. And when you let God have your heart, you can do anything that he calls you to. There's a Bible verse, Philippians 4.13, and it says this, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And you know what? I used to look at that, that Bible verse on sports posters And I used to hear people talk about how like we could win any game and I could be the biggest star in the world because Christ can help me. But you know what? When when you look at Jesus' life, he wasn't about being a star. You know, earlier I put on the screen the top 100 celebrities. Guess what? Jesus will never be on that list. Isaiah 53 says that everything on the outside when you looked at Jesus looked as if it wasn't beautiful, as if he wasn't important. And most people as he died said that he must have done something wrong for God to let him suffer. But someone overheard him and noticed that his heart was still pure even while he was suffering that even while they were whipping his back, even while he was carrying his own cross and wearing a crown of thorns and being mocked, someone overheard him whispering prayers for those people, saying, God, forgive them because they don't understand. 
it's not about the outside. It's about the inside. The Bible says this, that every single person has sinned and everyone has fallen short of the glory of God. Michael Jordan in his career missed over 12,000 shots. Even the greatest miss and mess up. Look, every person makes mistakes. And here's what tonight is all about. Is no matter what you've done in your past, no matter what you're going to do in your future, there's a God who wants to walk with you every step of the way and help you tackle every struggle that comes your way. But here's the thing. You're the only one who can let him into your life. It's a choice that only you can make. It's a spiritual thing. The Bible says that three days after Jesus died, that he rose again. It says this too. It says in order to have God in your heart, you must confess with your mouth, which means to say a prayer. Believe in your heart, which means to be real. Confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he died on the cross and he rose again. You know why? Because if he didn't rise again, then it's just a dead religion and it's boring. But I'll tell you what, I've read the Bible a couple of times. And I'll tell you what, the Bible is the most boring book you'll ever read in your life if that's all you do is read it. It wasn't meant just to be a fun read. The Bible is the greatest thing you'll ever live. And you know what? It might not be fun at times, but you know what? The first time I walked again after my surgery this summer wasn't fun. But I took that step anyway because I knew that's what I needed to do. Some of you tonight, you're in the same place. You didn't just finish having a hip replacement. The heart step isn't a literal one for you. You know what the heart step is? It's this right here and I'm done. It's trusting someone again. It's actually loving again. It's like what I said at that movie where I got to the point where I was never nervous about anything. I was walking around looking for a fight. I wish someone would fight me because I just wanted to die. I wasn't nervous. But man, the minute that person saw me walking the wrong way, about to miss my future, and that coach grabbed my shoulder, he turned me around and he started walking me towards my future in that tryout. That nervous feeling came back again and it felt so good. Some of you tonight, even while I've been talking, even right now, you know that God is speaking to you and you're starting to get that feeling. I want to tell you something. Don't ignore it. This is what I'm going to do to close my time with you. We're going to have so much fun tonight. I'm going to hang out and eat a cheeseburger at Red Robin's. Holla back. Okay, you know. Some of you are like, yeah, I forgot. I'm really hungry. I thought that was the Lord, but it's my stomach. Hey, we're going to do some bowling. That's going to be great. I'm going to crush all of you. But you know what? Yeah, bring it. Okay, but you know what's awesome? It's, what's more important than that right now is this moment. Look, before we turn on the lights and run out of here, I want to do something. I want to give you an opportunity if you're here and you've never opened your heart up to God, tonight's the night to do it. Look, there's, there's not going to be another time tonight for you to do this. I mean, you can pray to God anywhere you are. I get that. But look, right now is a moment for you to really take a stand for the Lord. This is what I want you to do. I want everyone in this whole room, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to bow your head. 
The reason we ask people to do that when we talk about God and we're getting ready to pray is so you can think about God and nothing else. Tune it all out. You know that pretty girl that you're really hoping she'll like you tonight? Forget about her, okay? That guy you've been thinking about, just put the, whatever's on your mind, just put it out of your mind for a minute. Look, the Bible says this, if you gain the whole world, but you lose your soul, what does it matter? If you get everything you want in life, but you miss out on the one reason you were created, which is to know God and to live for him, then what has it all been worth? Just another person to come and go and leave this planet. Life is bigger than that. Look, I'll never look at my daughter and tell her, oh, you're just another person, just another life on this planet. No, you're not a mistake. And God has a plan for your life. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna count to three. And when I get to three, if you're in this room and you know, listen, it might only be you, so it's going to take some courage, okay? I don't preach for numbers or emotional response. I just want to go where God wants me to go and find the people that God's looking for. I want you to turn those lights down. Turn those lights down. I'm going to count to three. When I get to three, if this night was designed for you, I want you to grab this night and make it what it's supposed to be. If this night is the night that you know is for you, you, this night was designed for you, you needed this moment with God. If that's you, when I count to three, I want you to stand to your feet, okay? Because if you don't have the courage to do that, let's be real, you're never gonna have the courage to actually live it out and do the things God wants you to do. I'm telling you, living for God, traveling and speaking, man, it's been the scariest, hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I leave that beautiful girl, I leave my daughter behind and my wife and I go places and sometimes I don't even know what I'm coming home with or how we're gonna get through. But I tell you what, it's the greatest thing ever. See, the biggest challenges hide the biggest prizes. And God has something special for you tonight, but you've gotta take each day and make it the day that it's supposed to be. And you've gotta start with tonight because God designed this night for some of you. And you've got to learn how to take it. The Bible says that the kingdom of God suffers violence, but the violent take it by force. They take back the things that are theirs. Look, this night is for you. Don't let it be taken from you. Don't worry about what someone else thinks. If this night is yours, take it on the count of three. If that's you, I want you to stand your feet on the count of three. One, two, three. Right now, if this is your night, if you know God design this night for you, whether you need to get back on track with him or whether you need to make a decision. I don't want anyone to stand just because someone else is standing. This is what I want you to do right now. If you're standing, I want you to come up to this front real, real quick. Just walk up here right now. Just come up to the front and we're going to close this time with a prayer. Just come up to the front. If you can't fit, just stay in the aisles. And I know this, that some of you are up here, you know God already, but you know you haven't been living for him the way you should, and that's why you stood up. That tonight was another reminder, like, hey, I got to get back with God. But I know that there are some of you that are here in this line that got up that you've never asked God to be number one. You, haven't, you've ne you don't even know what it's like to live for him. Tonight's your night. Look, live life like tonight, every day. 
When I wake up, there's times I don't want to wake up because I know what the day's going to look like and I know what it's going to feel like with my legs. But I get up, I do my push-ups, I do my sit-ups, I go swimming, I ride the bike, I get in shape, I do what I got to do so I can be the place I'm supposed to be. Hey, sometimes living for God is just all about heart. And you, we've got to learn how to take every day back and live it for God. Look, whatever you're struggling with, whatever reason you stood, maybe you don't even know the reason you stood, you just felt God, but I'm telling you, I know there's some of you like I was. When I was a teenager, I knew everything I did wrong. It used to drive me nuts because my heart, I wanted to live for God, but I couldn't get it right. I want to tell you something. You will never get it perfectly right, but you can have a heart that's just like God's. The Bible says that when Jesus was carrying his cross, he even fell down. He wasn't perfect. He fell down. He never sinned, but he knows what it's like to be down. And look, this is so cool. In the story, there was a man who was in the crowd. They grabbed him and they made him come close because it's a scary thing to get close to Jesus. He didn't even want to do it. But you know what? In heaven, he's popular, he's famous because he's the only man in the history of the world to ever lean next to God and help him do something he couldn't do for himself in a moment. And he leaned down and he helped Jesus pick that cross up. And he overheard him praying for the people who were hurting him. Hey, what kind of person are you? Are you the type of person like Jesus who took every day and made it the day that it was supposed to be? That's the type of night this is. It's a reminder of who you are, what you're supposed to be doing with your life. Look, get up tomorrow. Do the things God wants you to do. And when you mess up, look, get back up. Because it's not about being perfect. You'll never get there until you see God face to face. You'll never get there, so stop using that as an excuse. Man, I know I'm going to mess up, but I don't care anymore. Because God has not given me. 2 Timothy 1.7 The Lord has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Everyone, let's say this prayer together. Just go ahead one more time. Just close your eyes. Just say this prayer with me. Say, Dear God. Come on, don't worry about anybody else. Just say it to God. Say, Dear God. I know you're real and care for me. I know I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. Forgive me. I believe in Jesus that he died on the cross for my sins. So take my heart and clean it. Show me who you want me to be, the things you want me to do, and I'll do them as long as you go with me every step of the way. I give you my life. Now capture my heart. Make me more like Jesus. In his name, amen. Amen. I want to say a prayer over you guys, and then I'm going to hand the mic off. When I hand the mic off, you can head back to your seats. Lord, I thank you for every person in this room from teenagers to adults. And I, I just remember like it was yesterday, just being a teenager and just wanting to live for God, but just falling on my face all the time. And I thank you, Lord, that when we come to you, you, you welcome us back with open arms. And there's not one mistake in this room that God hasn't forgiven. 
if we'll just call out on his name, Lord, I pray for whoever that person is and that struggle that's going on inside of them, that they would know there's a place for them, there's a purpose for their life, and it's all in you. We just commit the rest of this night to you. Everything we do, I pray that it would be done for you and that we'd start taking back every day, every moment, the moments that belong to us, that we'd take them back. In Jesus' name, amen.